Hi, hello, and welcome to the Disobedient Business Podcast. I'm Lucy. And I'm Pippa. And this is the Disobedient Business Podcast, the funniest fuck podcast for business owners who are tired of the business bullshit and ready to fuck shit up and make money doing it. Join us as we dig into all the parts of running a service-based business, from marketing and HR to tech support and operations. We'll take a look at what the conventional wisdom would like you to do and help you to find the disobedient ways to do it better. Well, hi, and welcome to an interesting, slight segue of an episode. It's Pippa here. I am flying solo this week. And as the title of the episode might suggest, I wanted to share with you, randomly, to be honest, I've been called to do this for a little while. So to share with you the 13 things I really want you, if you're listening to this podcast, our community and our clients to believe and actively practice believing to their very core in their disobedient business. Now, it's going to be an interesting one. We'll see where this goes and I will explain why 13 when we get to the end. So I felt called to do what I hope is a bit of a take a breath episode, a welcome to 2023, if you will, episode. Now that the year that is January has finished, and the year that is 2023 can start for proper. They're not in any particular order, but I would invite you to find out of the 13, the one that makes you bristle just a little bit and ask yourself why. By all means, let us know in the DMs on Instagram, because I'd be really curious to see reactions that this stirs. We are at Disobedient Business Co. on Instagram. Then find the one that makes you feel, oh, is there one you can find that feels a little bit like being given a really nice hug? Uh, I hope so. If there is, save that one somewhere that feels like a hug when you need it. And find the one that gets you revved up, gets you really going, and pin that one above your fucking desk and read it every time you sit down to work. That is all. That is my invitation to you today, or any day for that matter. So as I said, no particular order whatsoever. I will kick off with number one and say your visibility, your strategy, your niche, your fucking USP, your unique selling point is you. There is a lot of noise that wants you to believe otherwise in order to more often than not to sell you something that encourages you to find capital T, the capital A, answers outside of yourself. But no matter how loud the noise, that doesn't make it true. Number two, talking about visibility. If you don't like writing, then speak. If you don't like speaking, then write. If social media leaves you cold, then leave it. Do what works for you. And to be honest with you, the energy always speaks for itself anyway. So show up and talk to the people that you want to talk to and the people that you want to work with in a way that works for you. And I don't believe I'm saying this publicly, but don't drag the dead carcass of a platform or a way of working around with you in the service of some sort of should. When you put it like that, right, there's, it's, that's, it's never going to be supportive. Find a way that works for you. Your niche is you, as I said. Number three, whatever kind of business you run, it's still you. Now, just to clarify that, 
I don't necessarily mean it's working with folks that have been through or where you've been, although it might be, I guess. But particularly in service-based businesses, people are signing up to work with you, not your blueprint or your fucking secret formula. So let them see and feel the real you in whatever way that you connect with them. And yeah, I heard that as I said it, but we're going to leave it in. It's all good. But maybe don't let them feel you. You know what I mean? I actually feel you. I was speaking metaphorically speaking. Number four, and this is quite a significant one. I don't care who tells you otherwise. There are no one size fits all answers. They just aren't. And I hate to break it to you, but nobody out there, no matter how successful they themselves are, as a business coach, a business mentor, a business strategist, and including me, as the answer for your business. And that's because they're not you, right? Business coaches like myself can support with strategies that might work for you, offers that might work for you, sales and marketing strategies that might work for you, but none of them are the answer, underlined. I would also... <laughs> I would also strongly argue that this belief becomes all the more true in direct proportion to the perceived level of financial success and glitzy glamour of the business coaching question. But I'll let you decide that one for yourself. Number five. It would help if I'd actually numbered this list, right? Because I have no words, just a list of 13 ideas. I didn't put a number on them. I bullet, I bullet pointed them. So we're in for a wild misnumbered ride, folks, I think. But I think this is number five. Reject homogenous nonsense of any kind. That's it. Period. Literally reject anything that feels like it's from the beige as fuck business rule book because it wasn't written with you in mind. They never are. Number six, you need to develop a fuck ton. Anyone that's ever worked in hospitality will know that that is a legit measurement. If you speak to a chef, and say that they need to do a fuck ton of chips, they will know exactly what that particular amount of chips is, and it is entirely quantifiable. However, I digress. You need to develop a fuck ton of discernment, not only when choosing who to take advice and, in inverted commas, there's a lot of bunny ears here, answers from, but also in your day-to-day -day working with them, once you've chosen the best possible support for yourself, question everything. And make sure that things work for you in your specific business and reject shit that doesn't. And this goes for working with me as well. If you are a client of mine now or a client of mine in the future, in which case, hi, nice to meet you. Challenge me when I share an idea or I make a reflection or I make a suggestion that you think is bullshit. Because there's never going to be a case of me being right and you being wrong, ever, without exception. Question everything. Are we going with number seven? I think this might be number seven. It's very hard to say. Number seven, along the same lines, but perhaps the flip ton of question everything is be open-minded. Now, that doesn't mean being so open-minded that you willingly dive down the rabbit hole of hell and talk yourself into doing things in your business that are like completely out of integrity or that shit all over your personal values just because somebody told you this will definitely work for you. It definitely will. Again, brackets, bullshit. But the very first thing I was taught emphatically with a level of enthusiasm I cannot replicate back way when, 2016, when I trained to be a coach, 
was developing and fostering a beginner's mindset. So important to start from a place of being a beginner. Just because you're not in love with an idea that perhaps you're working with a coach or a mentor, just because you're not in love with an idea or because it gives you squeaky bum syndrome, we'll come on to squeaky bum syndrome, does not make it necessarily the wrong thing for you. So if you do find yourself that situation, get curious and see what's going on before you reject something completely out of hand. So right, discernment, curiosity, same side or both sides of the same coin, need both of them. Number eight, on the subject of being a beginner, be prepared to be one and to not have a clue what you're doing. But more importantly, be prepared to be okay with that. You will be shit at Instagram stories when you first start or when you first started, if you've been in business for a while. You will or will have been shit at writing email newsletters when you first started. And even once you are a so-called gazillion figure business owner, there will be something that you are shit at when you do it for the first time, right? That's just, you know, we go all the way back to when we first learned to walk or we first learned to ride a bike, if we ever learned to ride a bike. I say that as if I hadn't learned to ride a bike. I do ride a bike. I've ridden a bike a lot. But, you know, nobody took one look at a toddler that, I don't, I don't know, just turned one and went, well, you were really shit at this walking lark, aren't you? Just, Really? Also, on that note, if you figure out how to do that and be okay with being a beginner and not being absolutely perfect from when you first start, please let me know, because this is one that regularly does me in. Hey there, it's Lucy. Just popping in mid-episode to share some exciting news. Are you planning to launch a podcast in 2023? If so, get launching a whole ass podcast into your ears it's our free four episode private podcast series walking you through the four key foundations of bringing your podcast to life just visit disobedientbusiness.com forward slash free podcast now let's get back to the episode number nine nine i think it's nine on the on the subject of squeaky bum syndrome do not confuse having a squeaky bum with a feeling of feeling emotionally unsafe or vice versa. Running a business, I would hope, will never be truly unsafe. I mean, like step away from the meat slicer, Janet. But there is a world of difference between having a squeaky bottom and activating something in your past, perhaps having a mild or significant trauma response to something that you need to do or are asked to do in your business. I feel like one of the most important parts, perhaps, of discernment will be learning to embrace your squeaky bum and push back and question when you feel truly unsafe in pursuing something in your business and spend time learning to tell the difference between discomfort, i.e. having a squeaky bum. So for anyone that needed a definition, that's what I mean by squeaky bum and feeling emotionally unsafe. And if you'd told me that I was going to record an episode today that used the phrase squeaky bum possibly seven or eight times, I wouldn't have believed you. But there we are. Number 10. When someone starts throwing the phrase high ticket around, when you've stopped vomiting in response, whether that someone is trying to tell you something or is supposedly supporting you in your business and encouraging you 
to create a so-called high ticket offer. Run a fucking mile. And then when you've got to the end of the fucking mile, run some more. Fast. But don't confuse this with charging a range of prices for your offers or not charging adequately for an offer or a program that includes amazing value, etc. There is quite literally no right way to price your offers. So that basically means all of that time that you spend ag agonizing about how to price something, you can't possibly get it wrong. There is no such thing as wrong. But the only way that is right is what feels right for you. So yes, you definitely need, again, coming back to what I said about getting, you know, working to get comfortable being uncomfortable, the, the getting, getting okay, being okay with the discomfort. Push the envelope a little. Stretch your ideas of comfy around how you price your offers. And include accessible pricing in your business where you can. But run a motherfucking mile from folks trying to sell you on the high ticket is the only way to make bank bullshit. Because I promise you faithfully, it absolutely is not. Number 11. Yeah, let's go with them. Be fucking good at what you do. I cannot stress this enough that all of the great marketing strategies in the world are not going to generate that gazillion dollars I keep being facetious about. Raving clients that love working with you because you are good at what you do is, I mean, maybe not the gazillion dollars, but hey. And if the only training and development that you've done in the last, I don't know, say three years in your business, as in some way, shape or form related to sales, marketing, admin, software, launching, tripwires, you know, you see where I'm going. You might need to have a think about this one. And as with most of the points I've made so far, do not get hung up on the continuing professional development avoidance wheel. Another qualification will not make doing that thing less uncomfortable. Another certification is not necessarily going to make you a more marketable coach if you are not already marketing your services well in the first place. It is very, very easy for many folks to end up on the just another qualification bandwagon. And that's not the pursuit of mastery. That is just a clever procrastination tactic. Number 12, if you think your business is not political or business generally is not political, then you are very wrong, my friend. Not only is your business political, if you are not actively in some way working towards a more equitable world or sharing your views and values with the world, publicly rejecting or supporting things that you and your community and your clients care about, not only is this a bit shit, I mean, like it's a lot shit, not just a bit shit, it will truthfully hamper your business success or growth. I would go so far as to say that putting all that stuff on the table, putting all that stuff out there, will mean that you get to work with the very best fit clients and customers, you know, as along with all of the other wonderful stuff that you share about your business and help folks to get to know you better. All those things make you you, and that will draw people to you that feel heard and represented. 
it's probably one of my biggest lessons, you know. And this is not in the pursuit of being divisive, you know, being different to the herd, having a unique selling point, being controversial or whatever. It's not, it's not in the pursuit of that particular objective. It's in the pursuit of showing the whole you. I mean, I did a workshop in January for the Disobedient Business Bites that was about being truly yourself in your business. And it really, really does link to that. Show people the whole you, not the little bit of you that you've decided is the tolerable, palatable, professional version of you. And the final one, when, sorry, I'm chuckling because obviously I know what it is. When you are bloody good at what you do, I want you to meditate, visualize, sit with your crystals, whatever the fuck you like to do, you know, to get into that space, that you are a mediocre, middle-aged, straight white man. And I want you to conjure up that level of audacity when it comes to how fucking awesome you are. And when you talk about the work you do and how you do it, bring that. In fact, conjure that level of audacity up every fucking day, all day long. As the chances are, you are well beyond mediocre, my friend. And that's it. There are 13 of them. I'm pretty certain that was 13 of them. There are 13 of them for two reasons, really. Firstly, I could have done about 50. These are not the top 13 necessarily. I might even do a, a big old downloadable something of, I don't know, 100 of them at some point in time or something like that. But for the moment, that's the first 13 that came to mind to make a podcast episode of Give or Take 20 Minutes. The other reason is it was my late nan's favorite number as she was just as much of a rebellious disobedient as I am. That's a decent reason to have 13 of them. I probably could have called this episode 13 reasons why, but I feel like that might have been a tiny bit inappropriate. So I didn't. Anyway, thank you so much for indulging me in the 13 things that I would truly love you to know and believe to your very core. Nothing would make me happier than if you decided to reach out on Instagram at Disobedient Business Co and share the one thing that made you bristle, the one thing that made you feel warm and cuddly, and the one thing that gets you revved up that you're going to pin above your desk. But for now, that's everything for this episode. I have been Pippa. That's a bit, that's a bit newsreadery, isn't it? And we will be back again next week with more disobedient business fuckery and messing with the status quo. We will see you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share the love either by leaving a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify or by tagging us on Instagram. You can get more Disobedient Business content by following us at Disobedient Business Co on Instagram or why not head on over to our website disobedientbusiness.com to find out more about all the disobedient business fuckery we get up to.